What's up, guys? Welcome to In the Office with Scott and Wes. Um, Scott, how are you doing today? I mean, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, it's Thursday here in the office, which is a library, and we, we tried to do this once. We've recorded this whole thing one time, and, and uh, our sound technician over there didn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Look, uh, I was learning logic. I was trying to figure out how it works, yeah. and I did. I figured it out. Yeah, so I guess we'll just pretend like this. So, ooh, I got an Apple Watch. Uh, that was a big thing for me. That's what's happening in my life right when we now. Recorded, when we recorded this last week, we had just gone to get Scott an Apple Watch, yep. and he, he woke up, and yep. for, he walked into the office and said, guys, guys, I ordered an Apple Watch, and it came in, and it doesn't work. Yep. And I didn't know it was refurbished, yep. so we had a refurbished watch in his, yep. in his office yep. that we opened and looked at, and it wasn't working, so he said, he said, I'm getting an Apple Watch today, no matter what today. happens. So we went as a staff yep. to go buy it. And he didn't take long shopping I at didn't. all. You, I knew what I wanted. You walked in and you said, I'm, I'm getting a series I'm four. Dave Ramsey's worst nightmare. <laughs> because, like, to be honest, and he's not wrong. Like, I spent 175 on the watch off Amazon that ended up being referred to work. I spent a little bit over that to get uh, the series four. And I have no idea what got into me, and and I'm not really sure if it's worth what they charge for it. But, I mean, I like it. Terrible investment by me. Bad decision all the way around. But I really like it. I can do so many things. Like I can, uh, I could check my um, my heart. I don't have AFib, um, so that's important. I don't have AFib. I'm going to live a long time because I have the Apple Watch, which is going to protect me day and night from from all things. So yeah, super that's awesome. super great. More proud of you for that. Thank you. Um, I guess, so we just ended summer, Yeah, we ended summer stuff, um, and we have a guest here today we do. who was with us all summer we do. and is currently working part-time, this is actually his last day working, uh, part-time at the church. Yeah. And, uh, do you uh, want to intro him, Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give him, I'll give him a good intro. Um, so this person, cause we're not, I'm not going to say his name yet. He uh, was a student uh, in the youth program here as a graduate from uh, Spain Park High School, which is in the Hoover City School System. No, you not, why'd you? Oh, you went. Yeah, he went there. He went yeah, to Spain, he went Park. Spain yeah, Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. His brother went to Hoover, which is for the IV program, correct? Correct. Correct. But Woody went to Spain Park because he's a good kid and uh, graduated from that uh, double ribbon high school here off of Valley Road, Go Jags. But now. Uh, he hones in his craft at USC, the University of Southern California. Correct. Not South Carolina. No. Um, Southern California. And, um, man, we're just glad to have you here. He was an intern for the youth program, and now he is uh, doing PowerPoints for the church. <laughs> Essentially. That's your Essentially main doing job. PowerPoints that's why we. Church. That's really why we had Woody here today, because yeah. he's yeah. been doing, so to preface, like, he started working part-time, uh, I guess, two weeks ago. Is that right? Yeah, about two weeks ago. Okay, so like two weeks ago, he starts working part-time for the church, and um, we have these like PowerPoints they're trying to do for each ministry, and yeah. and so Woody has somehow gotten tasked with making those PowerPoints. Like people give him his points, and then he you know puts it into this, and, yeah. and the mm-hmm. work he has done is well beyond anything else. I, I didn't know PowerPoint could do yeah. that. Yeah, so let's back up a second. So this is how where this whole thing started. Legitimately... Um, Woody's here to talk to us about a presentation software. But um, <laughs> where this all goes back to is that earlier this summer, like the beginning of the summer, we we're trying to uh, make some some logo type things for for the college ministry we have here at the church. And um, I asked Woody. Woody's like, "Oh yeah, I can do that. Just uh, you know, just get on PowerPoint." 
And I looked at him dead in his eyes like, what are you going to do with PowerPoint? Because, <laughs> I mean, to be frank, I haven't used PowerPoint um, since maybe high school when it was like the only game in town. And I watched him do all these things on PowerPoint that I did not know you could do. It was the most fascinating thing I legitimately had ever seen in my life. And then it seems like every day, every day, even even today, Woody teaches us something new about PowerPoint. Yeah. To a level to where we have decided as a youth program, we're going to use nothing but PowerPoint. Yeah, it's a good which choice. Is we made the switch, and we it's because of you. It's because of I you. I feel like Microsoft should pay you. Yeah. Uh, brand Bill, ambassador uh, Bill, from yeah. Microsoft's Bill Gates, office. If you can, if, who's, who's Bill Gates CEO is going to listen to this, right? Uh, oh, he's, yeah, no, I don't know his it's name. Something, it's something. It's yeah. He's done a lot. Number one of, of turning the uh, the company around after Steve Ballmer made some terrible <laughs> decisions. <laughs> owner of the Clippers. But tell. What I want to know more than anything else is like how, how in the world did you like figure you could do figure out you could do all this stuff? Because if I'm thinking about all the things that you do on PowerPoint, I like would never think, oh yeah, this is where I'm going to go and learn everything about this particular program. So walk us through your journey uh, with PowerPoint. Sure. So um, I started using it as a presentation software, just like any other student. Of course. You know, throughout middle school, high school. This is this whole origin story. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but essentially, in high school, we started to have you know more serious presentations in our classes. Uh, I remember, especially my engineering academy class, we'd have to give presentations. And actually, I remember the exact presentation. It was on. Um, so essentially, all the students were tasked with researching a specific uh, major in college, and we had to give a presentation on it. And mine was, I remember this presentation exactly. It was on industrial and systems engineering. Wow. Um, and that's when, <laughs> I know, thrilling stuff. That's when I really started to uh, kind of dive into PowerPoint, and I wanted to make this presentation look as good as um, it could be. And so that's kind of what I, where I kind of discovered a lot of PowerPoint's you know, hidden features um, that extend far beyond just presentation software and started to look into the graphics part of it. But um, since yeah. then, you know, I've been using it for um, animations, for still presentations, for graphic design stuff. I mean, Wes found out the other day that you can edit audio. In I did PowerPoint. not know. Yeah, it blew my making a making a PowerPoint for for like middle school stuff right now and. I had no idea there was an audio editor in there. I just feel like when I was, I feel like maybe this was when most pe most people like you got into elementary school or middle school and you learned how to use PowerPoint and Word and all that, yeah. and you were like, all right, this is this is fine. It does, I guess, what it needs to do, but it like didn't look the best. It didn't look premium, no. right? And and so I guess a lot of people went to Keynote, right. where it's like kind of got that iOS polished feel. polished yeah. feel yeah and now coming back to it it just blows my mind it was like this yeah. is a software i thought it was one thing but it is com they've completely revamped it well yeah mm -hmm. well the difference is like but you know keynote is the same as the keynote i use with very minor adjustments the same as the keynote i used started using like six or seven years ago powerpoint um ever since they kind of went to this office 365 thing where they're like constantly updating all the time is just a totally different deal and I mean, I um I was like putting together uh, a presentation for um this this fall kickoff event that we had, and and I it, like I put some graphics in there and said, hey, why don't you do it this way? And like gave me all these options that looked just insanely cool that I could have never done by myself. Mm -hmm. So for someone that um is trying to make a presentation and really has no idea what they're doing, they don't have like the creative juices to do it on their own. It pretty much will curate ideas for you, which mm -hmm. is just. 
I don't know. It's incredible. It, yeah, it's evolved. And they look good. Like the, yeah, the curated ones good. look really good. Yeah, it's it's definitely evolved over time. And you know, a lot of the features I use even today weren't there when I started um, dipping my toes into PowerPoint. Um, it's like Clippy on steroids. Some oh, of the stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, Clippy. Clippy. You know how we feel about Clippy. Just wait till you guys see the the, uh, the artwork cover. for the the cover photo for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> also made by Woody, who. <laughs> I kid you not, made logo. How we found out he used PowerPoint is because he made logos, which people use like Adobe Premium software that costs like yeah. $500, $600. Now mm. it's on a subscription base. But he used a free PowerPoint, free program to make logos. And he's done this like work for the church and has been paid for it. And it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't think – was this logo made in PowerPoint for this? For this podcast? For this podcast. It was. It was. So this is how, if, if anybody randomly from Microsoft is listening, uh, don't sue us for, for using Clippy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we are legitimately advertising for, for people to go out and buy your product right now. That's true. I think it's interesting, too, is like look at um, PowerPoint, look at Microsoft products, and look at kind of how Microsoft as a company runs now. Um, you know, under kind of their, their newish CEO. And it seems like they're really, one of the things that Apple always had was like, we are a company for creative people. And Microsoft kind of had this wooden feel to it. You know, it's those old commercials with PC guy versus Mac guy or whatever. Right, right. And, yeah, and, yeah. and now it seems like Microsoft is really going after them mm-hmm. with this creative side of things and to where like Windows 10 kind of, um, you know, changed things up for, for Microsoft and the new Office suite and all this other mess. It looks... It just, I don't know. I think it's, I can, I can see kind of Windows, Microsoft type things sort of really cutting into to that um, Apple lead because to be honest with you, Apple hasn't done really anything that's extremely new in a while. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, just sort of, if you were trying to, to sell people on like why for, for all your presentation needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell like, us PowerPoint. There, there's there's students out there listening right now, and they're going to have a choice <laughs> to make. Elevator speech, sell PowerPoint. Oh, you're kind of putting me on the spot here, but I'd say PowerPoint is it really has it all. It's an all-in-one um, software suite. I mean, you, you have alternatives like Keynote, Prezi. First of all, PowerPoint has way more features. Um, I'd say at this point, ease of use is even higher than a lot of these I other programs. I would agree with that, actually. Yeah, kind of like also. what Scott was talking about, like design ideas. It'll yeah. just essentially make your slide for you um and there are just so many things you can do you can edit audio you can edit pictures you can add effects there there's just a suite of transitions animations that you won't find in other applications it's it has it all i don't see why you wouldn't use powerpoint to be frank i mean i'm sold and i mean like i said we as a (laughs) as a youth program we're powerpoint only now we are and and that's what we do but it's a big move yeah and so like that's you know, we brought you on here to talk about PowerPoint because I think that's like the most fascinating thing we've learned about you this summer <laughs> is what you can do with that software. And we want to make some videos with you, kind of like some tutorials of PowerPoint, showing showing the world. Because um, well, the the fact is, we have students out there. They don't they're out in the world of, of yeah. making presentations and stuff, and they're yeah. looking at Prezi and all these other oh. just inferior products yeah. and, and making their they're making their lives more difficult. They so. are. They're making and their lives more difficult. Shame. It's like if, you know, we always tell the students, like, we want you to live your best life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and they're not living their best life. They're not doing their best by using something other than PowerPoint. I feel like everybody <laughs> at this table is in agreement right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, uh, you know, we're obviously, you know, a, a more uh, religious podcast, I guess. So obviously the reason that you're here is not just to talk about uh, – 
PowerPoint or Microsoft Office or Microsoft in general. Um, but you have a, have a really kind of interesting story. Um, you know, you obviously went to school here and you know, grew up here and all that stuff and then went off to, to USC. And one of the things that um, sort of we kind of notice a lot is, you know, people, students go off to college and they're kind of, they're engaged with a lot of different um, thought processes and, and points of view that they maybe weren't exposed to, especially uh, being here in, in Alabama or especially here in Hoover. And so I kind of want to talk to you from, from like a faith standpoint, from a faith standpoint, like what the last what the last year has been like? Like maybe maybe take us back to when you're graduating from high school, sure. And uh, you feel like uh, you know this is what you believe, and then kind of sort of how that kind of played out uh, when you got to college. Some of the the difficulties you went through, some of the struggles you faced, some of the questions that you were forced to ask, mm-hmm. and just kind of we just sort of want to hear uh, that story. Sure. So I was involved in the youth program here at River Chase for throughout basically my whole high school. Um, experience and especially getting to the end of that uh, of those four years my junior senior year I was really plugged in to this youth group I was here several days a week you know this was my friend group outside of school and all of that and so I I was kind of at this mountaintop peak kind of place uh, with my faith Um, and senior year I was juggling a call into ministry I was um, thinking maybe this is what the rest of my life is going to look like um, and knowing all of that, I went to college. I go to, like Scott said, the University of South Southern California. Wow, that was, that was close. Wow. That was close. That was close. Wow. Um, which is in uh, South Central Los Angeles, which um, is you know typically known as not a very religious city, uh, kind of on the more secular side. Um, and so that transition was, I'd say, probably one of the hardest things I've had to go through in my life. Um, from not just a faith standpoint, but from every aspect of my life, that was just a huge transition. I was moving from Alabama, this little suburb town in Alabama, to the second largest city in the nation. Um, not but, to brag. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of one of the aspects of that transition was obviously my faith, and um, even finding a church home out there, finding a community to plug into. Um, these are all kind of hard things. And what I found was... Um, I started asking myself these questions about, you know, what what does my faith look like outside of the context of this church, this youth group? Mm -hmm. What does it look like when it's just, you know, my faith? It's boiled down to um, what I believe in. Um, And so as I started asking these questions, I found that I really didn't have a lot of the answers, and I wasn't as sure as I would have liked to have been. Um, And so this, this crisis of faith is really the only way I'd put it. Um, and coming back this summer has been really interesting because, you know, I, I've gone through this experience my fall semester and my spring semester of freshman year um, and trying to find out where I stand now while also juggling this job in a youth program for the summer. So it's been a it's been an interesting year, um, to say the least. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and I number one, appreciate like the honesty. And I think that's legitimately and even though like we're we're both youth directors and and so the the target audience for this is is probably people that are they're of kind of that sort of persuasion i guess and really for anybody but the reason why we wanted to bring you here is because your story is life your story is what life is really like um my assumption is that there is very very few people on this earth that go through their entire existence without having some sort of season of doubt or season of questioning i mean i, I know for 
for for me that was in college and um, and not really having the the faith uh, you know strength or, or roots that I needed to and kind of um, that leading to to questions kind of seeping in and sort of a struggle and to 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 be at the same point where I like remember sitting there and I was a junior and in college sitting there in my room and thinking I'm not sure God I'm not sure if any of this is real mm-hmm. if God exists if, if any of this message is real because I had so many questions um if God is real then then why are all these horrible things happening all over the world why are there children dying of starvation every single day why are there all these terrible things that are happening in this country and around the world if, if there's if there's a God like why is it this way mm-hmm. and I was like oh well you know sin and all that but that wasn't a palatable answer for me, and um, and I think it's still and it still shouldn't be a palatable answer that oh well, you know it's just that's just sin, man, and just kind of like accept that and move on. I think part of faith and part of like refining faith and all that stuff is going through seasons of questioning. If you're not questioning things, then then I feel like that's a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like one of the challenges we like I guess as youth ministers also face. Um, and when when talking to students or middle school, high school, even some uh, college students, it's like, especially, and you, I guess you could probably speak to this, is is when you leave a place like River Chase, a youth program like River Chase, or uh, any great, I don't know, faith-based community, and then you head somewhere like L.A., like, what happens when you don't surround yourself with, like, a I guess a Christian community or people of faith? Because, I mean, it, you you are someone that hangs out with you know, you're great when you're here, you are hanging out with students, you're up at the church. Like, it's just, you tend to surround yourself with people that Mm -hmm. are of faith. And, um, I guess maybe, can you speak to that at all? Like, yeah. So I think it's easy, um, with a youth program like River Chase to kind of tie your faith directly to that community, which is not a bad thing inherently when you have a community of of like-minded people and you're building each other up. Um, but you have to realize that your faith exists outside of those boundaries and um, ultimately it's a personal thing but yeah it's definitely hard moving um, away and not having that community in college because when you don't have a community and you're kind of left to your own defenses um, I found that you just kind of dig yourself a a deeper and deeper hole and get into a um, downward spiral almost yeah yeah well I mean I think it's easy when you're involved uh, with the church and youth program, especially like your grade and, and all the people that you had in there to, to think like, all right, everybody I'm surrounded with, everybody's a Christian. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you move out to, to go to a you know, school like USC, which is, is definitely a, a different environment than say if you would have gone to Auburn or Alabama or something mm-hmm. like that. You're surrounded by the majority of people that aren't. Or, or they may have some sort of existential belief in God, but it's definitely not a bi- the Bible. Sure. And I look at the Bible, it's like, oh, yeah, this is the story of God like I was taught. Um, at the church and so I can even even like for me like when I moved uh, from here and moved to Dallas which Dallas is still in the south and and there's still a large percentage of people that are Christians that was still kind of a wake-up call because belief systems that were surrounding me were different Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that is number one uh, I want to say like you know you took a massive leap by going out there Um, and I think that's that's a cool thing Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes like parents or, or whatever we want to shelter uh young people want to shelter people from those things so we'll, so we'll put them in in schools that are only gonna to to press in to sort of the things that they already believe yeah. surround them only you got to get out there you got to see it mm-hmm. you got to see the world you know i've i've gone for the past 
um, handful of years to a seminary that, you know, is more kind of liberal-leaning and, and maybe a little bit different than, than what I sort of typically theologically believe. But it's been an incredible experience for me because I've, like, learned in depth some belief systems that I don't necessarily hold to so I can understand them and appreciate them. Number one, appreciate and understand them, but also uh, more in line of knowing what I believe more. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's uh, it's important. And, and I think going through the woods is is key. And that's like what I always, I always tell everybody um, why they need to read. Uh, like the Psalms or something like that is because man that is that is peaks and valleys all day long, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and you keep rolling through all those things. But that's what life is. Life is peaks and valleys. Well, and I think it's good too, especially I guess you know Woody, you've experienced this. Is it's people, people that believe something different, like your experience at SMU. It they're not coming. No one's ever has an opinion or coming from a place that is. Uh, you 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 may look at it and say that's that's just wrong. How could you even think that? But there is justification in their mind from behind that viewpoint of oh, yeah. why they believe what they believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're exposing yourself to that, you're I think you're opening your mind and understanding where people are coming from, so you can normally get to more of the heart of the issue or understand where that person's coming yeah. from, mm-hmm. and that's important, I think. Yeah. So I mean, what would you say? Like, are the uh, I don't know if you had to give like three top takeaways from from your from your freshman year. We're we're big into threes in mm. the Christian faith. What do you know? <laughs> uh, so like three three takeaways. Like if if you are right now talking to high school seniors mm-hmm. and they're about to go up to college, like what would you what would you sort of tell them? I mean, it can be anything. This doesn't necessarily have to be oh well, you know get plugged in or blah blah, blah all mm-hmm. this all this mess. Like based on your experience. Like, what would you tell them? And it doesn't always have to be, like, you know, positive, you know, Christian-type things. But what would you tell them? I would say, number one, make your faith personal. And what I mean by that is, you know, find—dig a little deeper on your own um, to find out what you believe. Um, And a lot of that is, you know, reading the Bible on your own outside of um, a small group, which are great, but just— kind of figure out what you believe yourself so that you can have that strong foundation to, to bounce off of. So that's number one. Number two, kind of the opposite is find a community wherever you go. Um, that is so key to, you know, not falling off and going in a deep end. You need to have people who are going to support you and keep you accountable uh, and all that. And number three, um, I'd say find one person who you can talk to about literally anything and um, whether it has to deal with your faith or not um, you you need someone who knows everything about you um, so that you can have you know that that um, I don't know what would you call that like a <laughs> you know you know what I'm trying to say like a some like an accountability like, partner? Yeah, sure, like an accountability <laughs> partner. Accountability or like partner. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone that you know you can say anything to and they oh, won't yeah. judge you or yeah, condemn sure. you. Yeah, you know? I don't I even know if that's an accountability. Uh, but I not think even what really. Just someone to talk to. Yeah, just someone to talk to. Really. Listen, yeah, yeah, I got that one or... guy who knows like literally everything about me mm-hmm. and even the, the disturbing stuff, and mm-hmm. you got to have that. Um, I also talk to the counselor here at the church a lot. She knows a lot about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's important. But that's, I mean, it is important to have to someone that you can filter thoughts through and, and open your mind about because it's really hard to close yourself off 
to everyone else in the world and hold everything inside of you like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it be about your faith or personal issues, things you're going through, relationships, we're not meant or designed to do that alone. And it's like easy thing to say and stuff, but when you go off somewhere far away or even to a local college, but seclude yourself from other people, I mean, you can easily fall into that trap of Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're on your own and with no one there to help. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, if um, you had to pick your favorite restaurant that wow. that wow. California has to offer that is not available here in Alabama? What would it be? I will go with uh, In-N-Out. Uh, probably In-N-Out. The University of Southern California Dining Hall. Um, is it that good? <laughs> no. There's no way it's that Absolutely good. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, it's really cliche. In-N-Out is good, um, but that won't be my answer for the sake of Scott. Um, Wes, I've told you about this. There's this um, taco truck. We call it Taco Zone because they park out in front of the Auto Zone um, in their parking <laughs> lot by campus. And it's probably the most authentic you know, Mexican food I've ever had, so I'll go with that. Awesome. The wow. best, The best taco trucks are normally ones that are attached to gas stations. I just want that. Mm. That's an interesting take. Well, that, that leads us into our next segment. Uh, to end the show today, number one, uh, Woody, thank you so much for joining us Thanks for the second me. time. I think we got this one right. Hopefully, um, I know you got to get back and and do do some more work for the church. <laughs> but then you leave. You leave on. I leave on the twentieth, so this 20th, is my last so week. Wow! So wow, it's a couple days. Using right? my Apple Watch, that's five days from now. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah. Doing some quick math. That's crazy. But all right. So what we're gonna do here to end is because I think it's important. Is we're just gonna go around the table and we're gonna do just one hot take. It's like one thing um, that's just kind of like your own personal hot take that may be controversial, maybe not. Um, but we'll start with Wes. All right, my hot take. I, I'm going to keep the same one we did in the last mm. recording, but it is yeah, going nobody to Nobody knows that existed, yeah. Yeah, no one knows that existed. Yeah. No one, those are in the archives. <laughs> um, no, I. my hot take is that Shipley's glazed donut is better than Krispy Kreme. You know, I, I forgot you said that much. last week, and yeah. now it's just like you're ripping off a fresh Band-Aid. Right what a now. disgusting <laughs> thing to say. Oh, my I'm, God. I, and I believe it wholeheartedly. And... Okay, the glazed donut thing I I understand can be a hot take, but as a restaurant, Shipley has more to offer. But that, that was not. That's not. That yeah, I, I understand. Not I know. I know. That I know. Not the take. I know that's not the take. But I would still eat. I would eat a Shipley's like warm or even maybe cold over a Krispy Kreme. Oh my wow. sweet. <laughs> Dead all of our West. all of our listeners are just groaning right now. I can <laughs> yeah. hear all, it. All, all six of them just turned it off. <laughs> Look, but I have a hard time. What do you like? Your judgment. Based on your opinion on Jack Black, which already. is, by the way, leading into my hot take, um, Jack Black is not a talented actor, nor is he funny <laughs> I, or relatable I, on any level. That is not true. He's so <laughs> relatable. Oh, my gosh. Woody, you make me so angry. I'm going to agree with that, though. I, 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 Thank you. Really? He's you the too? Same, he's the same character. He, did you agree on this last <laughs> yeah, time I we did. recorded this? He's the same character. He's, he's good in School of Rock. But he's that fun. Bit's that's, bit. that's, yeah. his, that's his bit. That's a shtick. Yeah, well, his bit is not funny, and it's uh, he's worn it out. It's Okay, well, I it, disagree. Yeah, the kids made the movie. The kids made School of Rock. My odd <laughs> take is Disney, please stop. And, and what I mean by that <laughs> is, is, like, I went and saw The Lion King. I spent money. 
to take uh, myself and, and my and my girlfriend went to see The Lion King. I was excited because The Lion King was like one of my favorite Disney movies growing up. The animated version, it just sucks. And I like I know that's like a harsh thing to say, but you guys got to stop thinking you got a live action every single classic you've ever made because they're not good. They're just not good. I didn't watch Dumbo, but I heard it was trash. Wow. Jungle Book let a little to be desired. And 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 did you Lion see King, Aladdin? I didn't bro? see Aladdin. Aladdin was good, and I'll. Oh, I heard mixed reviews there was, on it Aladdin. Did that, there were mixed reviews, but I heard the big thing with Lion King was it was a straight shot for shot. Well, a it was a straight copy. shot for shot, and was they it? just they changed some of the dialogue a little bit, but the acting in some cases was not as good. Like Timon and Pumbaa's character in the animated version is incredible. This was not as good. And I, I don't know. I just couldn't I just couldn't stand it. Like I the, <laughs> yeah, it looked visually appealing, but why do they have to keep going and messing up these things? It it's like goes. why do you keep rebooting movies? I'm waiting for these morons to like <laughs> reboot Jaws or something like that. What it tells me is the people in your state, Woody, have wa- have like no creativity left. That's wow. all the USC so alumni. Like, let's just retread everything. And we had oh we hadn't made this movie in, in 10, 15 years. Let's reboot it. I Gosh, I, insanity. I love how angry this makes it you. It does. It absolutely drives me bananas. I had all these movies on VHS growing up, and they were so perfectly done, which is why they're classics. Why do you take a classic and have to ruin it by 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 doing this? It's just just trash. goes to so show me, having a all star lineup of just celebrities is not the answer. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the answer. answer. You, you got to have it's a good not. story at the heart of it. Yes, Let me ask you all this question though: Disney is doing their new Disney Plus thing, and they're lumping. They're ESPN. taking all their stuff, yeah, with ESPN and, and Hulu, Hulu yeah. and they're that's all going to be one. Co- that's like, awesome. You like that? Because I love. I recently got ESPN Plus um, because I love their documentaries and some of their live sporting events. So I am all about it. What's really happening more than anything else is we're killing Netflix. You Netflix think? is going to be dead city. You think in they've a few got years. a lot of originals though. That that's the argument. That, but that's all it's going to be is originals. Things because like NBC will make their own thing, which will have The Office and Parks and Rec and all that. So really, so all the shows are going to start going away, and everybody's going to have their standalone thing. And this is it's going to be a wallet killer for some people because oh, yeah. people are going to want it all. And this Disney yeah. one with ESPN and Hulu is going to be a monster. That yeah. is a oh, monster. Yeah. Well, they own so much now. It's yeah. like with the. From Star Wars yeah. to you know ESPN, they own football. Don't now. they? They, yeah. own, they own football. They, they own everything. A- yeah. ABC too, don't they? Yeah. So uh, all ABC shows right. will be. Yeah, and maybe running. just maybe when they start bundling this together and start taking over the world, maybe they'll stop making trash retread <laughs> movies. I mean, I, I swear, I don't know. Is it? Is it? It's the guy that who's still the, who's the CEO there that, that like acts like he wants to run for president or something like I that. I mean, know. get it together. Let's get that trending hashtag. Stop Unbelievable! Disney like make make something better. Stop. Ugh, and I swear, and they're doing Mulan and all these other ones. Eventually, they're going to start doing remakes of of like a of Bug's Life oh. or something like that. We're going to get into the Pixar's. Pixar's get live action, just awful. And I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you probably should end this now because I could really keep going. <laughs> but I'll stop. I'll stop. Well, well, Woody, would you buy? Would you pay for this service over Netflix? Which one would you choose if you had to pick one? You know, it's a good question. I think my Netflix right now is bundled with my T-Mobile plan. A hundred percent. Get that for free. So, uh, Amen. I don't know. Maybe T- knowing T-Mobile, they'll release some kind of deal. And if they yeah. do, then yeah, we get, I'm on board. It's part of being T-Mobile customers like Woody and I are. T-Mobile, yeah, you guys are uh, number one again, J.D. Power, uh, customer service. <laughs> that came out yesterday. Um, 
you get Netflix on them as part of my my package, no taxes yeah. and fees and all that other stuff. It's just an incredible they, product. They could talk about T-Mobile all day, but I don't think we'll, we'll <laughs> save that another, for another episode. Yeah, yeah. We could. I mean, right now but. we could be streaming this on my hotspot because I have <laughs> <that> as well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Woody, thank you for being here. We're Thanks for having you. me. Yeah, man. You, and you did an awesome job interning for us this summer. Appreciate that. Um, we love you. Um, we're excited to see what you're going to be doing at USC and, and later on in life. Um, mm. Scott, any closing thoughts before we? No, I have nothing else to say. I feel like if I if you I got it all out, there is a vein. That is, I thought I'm I scared. thought you were about to ask Woody if he was going to spend money to go see Lion King, and I was about to <laughs> just explode and say you better not because it's a terrible waste of your time. Scott, I haven't even seen the original. But we're going to – that's, again, yeah. for another episode. Yeah, another we're episode. Wrap this. Well, when Disney bundles everything together, I'm sure all those will be on there as well. <laughs> yeah. So you can watch the you can watch the real version. God, I'm just uh, – I'm thinking through all the movies. I'm sorry. If they do it, I'm going to freak out. Well, while Scott is contemplating life right now, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been In the Office with Scott and Wes, and we will see you guys next time. See ya!